Matthew chapter 18, ver, or Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 to 22. Now, when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. Well, this morning as we come to God's Word, we're going to come to Matthew chapter 8, and uh, if you have a pew Bible or a Bible with you, that might be helpful to follow along with me, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 18. And our title for this morning is this, Duve or Disciple? Would we prefer our Duve or would we prefer Disciple, to be a disciple? And I wonder whenever you think of following Jesus, what will that really be like? What do we think? If I follow Jesus today, what will that be like for my life? Will it be dull? Will it be boring? Will I need to buy a suit? Will I need to buy a bigger Bible? Will I need to grow a beard like Nigel's? Will I have to have gray hair, maybe like some of the older people that help out at BB? Um, Is it all about rules? Is it about going to church week after week? But I wonder, have you ever thought about following Jesus, that following Jesus will mean that you will have to give up your duvet? Now, Boys, I'm going to need you to help me this morning, so I'm going to ask for four boys, okay? And then I'm going to ask you, right, I'm going to ask you to get someone that belongs to you in the congregation, maybe, all right, or a friend, someone that you recognize, maybe your dad, maybe your granda, maybe an uncle, okay? And we're going to do a little task here, because do you remember, boys, whenever Nigel read out what it meant to be a little anchor boy, do you know the way he said that he had to be really helpful around the home and be good and obedient? Well, this morning we're going to do a test, boys, right? And the test is going to be, and all the mums and grannies and aunties will be able to have a good laugh at how quickly we can make a duvet, right? Okay, so can I have four boys that are going to help me? Let me see. Okay. Do you want to come up? Okay. And do you want to come up? And do you want to come up? And do you want to come up? All right. So, four boys, right? Now, I need you to go and get whoever you want to help you with this, right? I need, I need you to pick somebody else in the congregation, right? Some, now, it has to be a man, all right? So, and go you, go you and pick. See, there, see that young fellow there? Mark Carson, he would, be, he would be a great fella. I would say he would be really good at being able to make up a duvet, right? You, you go and pick one, one person, okay? One person each and bring them up to the front with you. And I'm going to get this prepared. Look, I have duvets. Ready? Okay. This is going to be some test. Okay. And we're only going to have about 30 seconds to do this. Okay. Mark, come on ahead up and help one of these boys. Good man. (laughs) Mark, have you ever made a bed? (laughs) Right. So, okay. Let's see. Here we go. Someone's coming down from the balcony. Okay. Good, right? Look at this. <laughs> okay, good. You didn't think you'd have to do this this morning at church? Okay, here we go. 
here we go. <laughs> it's just like being at the BB display, you see, you never know whenever something's going to be pulled on you. Okay, so here we go. Have we got one, two, three, and who wants somebody else? Who, who, yes, okay. So, you two men, do you want to come over to this side? Okay, and here we go. Mark, do you want to go to that side? Okay, now, I'm not going to help you, man. Okay, so we've got a pillow each, right? Come over to this side, Ross, right? Pillow each, you've got a duvet cover, and we've got a duvet. Now, Rosemary, will you judge which one's the best? Okay, all right. Uh, and boys, okay, you can help them. You can give instructions here how, how best to do this. I'm going to set a timer, right? Because we've got to make sure we could be here all day, boys, if we're waiting on this being done right. Okay, I'm going to set a timer for how long do you think we should give them? How many seconds? Ten seconds? I don't even know if they get it picked up in ten seconds. 202. I think we'll give them about, about 25 seconds, right? 20. Look, whoa, 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 what are you? What are you? Spoiling? Look at this. What are you spicing? Oh, why? <laughs> There's more points for getting the duvet than the pillow mark, right? <laughs> right. We'll give, we'll give them 30 seconds, okay? So, right? Three, two, one, go. All right, let's see. Here we go. That's it. Look. I'll get out of the way. Look at this. Carson's lit, right? Here we go. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> corner to corner. Isn't that right? Look at this. These men know what they're doing. Look. We'll give them five, four, three, two, one. Stop. All right. Okay, so hold up, hold up the David. Yeah, round of applause, round of applause. Okay. So, Rosemary, Rosemary, which, which do? <laughs> <That's what laughs> Thanks so much, man. Sorry for embarrassing you this morning. <laughs> Unlucky, boys. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, I'll leave them there. Now, this is the point. Why, why, did, we, why did we talk about duvets this morning, boys? And mums and dads, why, why are we talking about this? Why are we doing a little challenge to try and stimulate our minds to help us to think about this? Well, because in our passage, someone comes along, right? Jesus here has been doing many miracles. And what happens is one of his disciples, Matthew, writes this all down for us. He writes it down so we can have an eyewitness account. And Jesus here in chapter 8 has been doing many great, many, many great miracles, and then we arrive in our passage. And as we arrive into our passage, verse 18, a huge crowd are gathered around Jesus. And there's loads of people, and they're all pushing in upon Jesus. And then someone comes to him, verse 19, and says this. A teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. I will follow you wherever you go. And, and how, does Je- how does Jesus reply to this? It's really strange, right? Because pretty much what someone's saying at this point is, Jesus, I want to be a Christian. So if someone said that at church here this morning to Nigel or to me or, or to one of the elders, look, I, I want to be a Christian, what, what would we do? Well, well, we would say, that's great. We would pray with them. We would give them a Bible. We'd say, we'll meet you next week maybe for a coffee. Here's a book. We'll, 
we'll, we'll start to chat about it. What does Jesus say, boys? He says something that's really strange. He says, verse 20, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So what does Jesus do? Jesus responds with a riddle. So we have to work it out. Foxes have holes, right? That means they have somewhere to live. Birds have nests. That means that they have a home. Jesus, nowhere to lay his head. So foxes have homes, birds have homes, but Jesus doesn't have a home here on earth. So what Jesus is saying to this man, if, if, I, follow, if I follow you, if, or if you follow me, you're going to have to give up your home. You're going to follow me, and you're not going to be able to have a duvet. Now, I suspect as young men, and especially as we get into the teenage section, right, <laughs> we all love our comforts, don't we? We love our beds. Mums and dads will know that, okay, that we like to sleep in, but as we grow up, we all like our comforts, whether it's a duvet or whatever it may be, we love comfort, right? We don't like to give that up. We, we love comfortable things in life. And what Jesus is saying here to this man is this, that if you want to follow me, that everything else has to become secondary, that I am the most important thing, that even though you may love all the comfort of your life, all the things that you have been given, all the nice things in your life, they all have to be in second place. And you have to follow me first. And do you really want to do that, Jesus says? Because what he's doing is he's putting down a challenge to this man. He wants to see, is it genuine? Does he really mean it? Will he do anything for Jesus? Will he give up his bed? Will he give up his duvet? Will he give up the place that he sleeps? Will he give up his comfort? Will he go anywhere with Jesus? As we were thinking about with our little shoes, will he go anywhere? Everywhere that he goes, will he carry him? He talks a good talk here, boys, but is he able to walk the walk? Will he do what it needs to be? Will he do what needs to be done to follow Jesus to be real? So this man, as you can imagine, has loads of friends. So what happens whenever his friends start to laugh at him? What happens whenever people start to make fun of him? Whenever his work colleagues start to shout abuse at him? Maybe even his family will disown him. Will he be willing to change his life for Jesus then? Will he be willing to follow Jesus even then? Will he love Jesus more than anything else in this world? So that's the first man. The first man, and we don't know what the answer is, right? He's give a question. Duvet or a disciple? Then we meet someone else in our passage. Jesus then meets another person in verse 21. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, what's going on here, boys? This, this sounds really, really harsh, doesn't it? This man's father has just died, and, and Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. If you really want to follow me, you should follow me now. But you see, if, if we look a little bit closer, we can see what's going on. This man's actually part of this big crowd, right? Loads of people are gathered around Jesus. And in this culture, if, if someone died, they were pretty much buried instantaneously within a few hours of their death. So if this, if this man who comes to Jesus says that, that, let me go and bury my father, it seems really strange. Jesus, is, Jesus thinks that he's maybe telling a fib. 
Jesus maybe thinks that he's bending the truth a little bit. Maybe his father, what he really means is maybe his father isn't well. So whenever we dig a little bit below this, what do we see? We see that this man, instead of, instead of following Jesus now, is trying to delay it, boys. He's trying to delay it. And as a church, we're thinking about this. He's trying to delay this. And we know what that's like, don't we? We were able to hear of John's testimony, how he came to know Jesus a little bit earlier. And we often say things like this. One day I'll come to know Jesus. One day I'll follow Jesus. One day I'll give my life to Jesus. Maybe, maybe when I'm older, maybe whenever I understand things a little bit clearer, maybe whenever they disprove the Big Bang, maybe God, whenever you show me a sign, maybe when I get my results that I want, maybe whenever I get the job that I've always dreamed of, maybe whenever I play for your favorite football team, maybe whenever I retire, maybe whenever I have more money. And Jesus challenges us and challenges us as a church and specifically boys to be men, not to push this away, not to delay about it, not to push it to think about it some other time, but he wants us to think about it right now. He wants us to think about, should we follow him today? So boys here this morning, young men, men in our congregation, and girls, and young women, and women here today, why do we delay? You see, in this book and in this gospel, what does Matthew want us to see? He wants us to see that Jesus is the king of kings, that Jesus is, is, is the king above all else, that no one else has the authority that he has. And if Jesus is the king of kings, if he is the Lord of lords, then we should follow him right now. That we should follow him no matter what, no matter what's going on in our life. Why? Because who else could possibly heal a paralyzed person just before our little few verses in this story? Who else could heal a leper? Who else could heal the sick? Who else could bring peace to the demented? Who else could walk on water? Who else could feed 5,000 with a handful of bread and fish? Who else could make the dead live again? It's only Jesus. And Jesus invites us here today to follow him for one reason, so that we may live with him forever and enjoy him that we will live with him forever and enjoy him. And here's the problem, boys. You hear about this all the time at BB. You know what the problem is for us. The problem for each of us here, adults, boys, the problem for all of us is sin. That it destroys our lives, that it destroys our countries, that it destroys our thoughts and our actions, that it destroys everything about us. And we know that because if you ask anybody who's a little bit older, most people in this church will have a filling in their teeth and our teeth are meant to be really hard, but even they give way, don't they? Sin affects us. It breaks our relationship between God and ourselves. So what are we going to do? Well, the good news is that Jesus came to sort this problem, to die on the cross instead of us. Jesus lives the perfect life for each of us so that we can claim him as our own. If we will come to him, he can make us friends with God again. So what do we have to do today? It's really simple. That we say sorry and we follow him. We give our whole lives to him. No excuses this morning. We don't say, oh, but when? Whenever such and such happens. Or 
no, actually, I, I love my comforts more. My comfort and all the comforts of this life mean so much more to me than Jesus. Instead, what do we say? We say, Jesus, you're the king. And we see who you are this morning. And we want to follow you because there is no one like you. So as we finish, we don't know what the two men decided in this passage. We don't know if one chose his duvet and comfort over Jesus. We don't know if one delayed and never came to him. But the question for us this morning is this. Is living a comfortable life with our duvet and all the other comforts really the right answer to King Jesus and his invitation to come and follow? Is telling Jesus that we will come one day really a good enough answer to the invitation from the king to come and follow? Do you know what, boys? I think it's a really smart thing today to say to King Jesus, I will answer, and I will answer with a yes, and I will come, and I will follow you. Why? Because there's nothing better. Nothing could ever be more important. So will we say it? Will we say to Jesus, you're the king and we will follow you? That we will walk the walk, not just talk the talk. That we will love you more than football or rugby. That we will love you more than pocket money. That we will love you more than being famous. That we will love you more than our beds. That we will love you more than anything else or anyone else in this whole world. So our invitation for each of us this morning is, will we come? And will we follow him? Will each of us come and say no to our duvets, no to our comfort? Will we say no to delaying this anymore? And will we say yes to being a disciple of Jesus, yes to being a follower? And this morning, there's loads of visitors. If you're a visitor here this morning, we are delighted to see you. We love having your boys at BB week after week. The BB leaders love having them. We love being able to reach out to them and shape them and help them grow into good, strong young men. But you know what? We, we love having you here in this place. And we'd love to have you back week after week as we think about this. What does it actually mean to be a disciple? What does it actually mean to follow Jesus? How does that look for me in my life? Do you know what? If we come along week after week, we can help each other with this. We can help each other think it through. What does it mean? to follow King Jesus, and to live our lives with him. We're going to pray and ask Jesus to help us with this, and then we're going to sing. So let us unite our hearts in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that Jesus invites us to come and to follow him. Father, we're able to see in this passage how people can so easily make an excuse. Father, you challenge us here this morning. Will we prioritize comforts instead of you? Will we push you off? Will we delay instead of being a disciple? We ask that this morning that you would help each of us, from the youngest here right through to the oldest, to follow you that King Jesus would be number one in our life and that we would live our lives for him. Father, help us with this. Help us to do this. Help us to wrestle with this as it uneases us, as it, as it sits uncomfortably with us. May, may we yield our lives to you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.